This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I was busy out working in the yard again, put a little time out there, swinging the shovel, breaking the dirt, breaking the dry dirt with the uh, with the digging bar. I think I'm almost done with the digging here, <laughs> just about. The, the excavation portion, I think, is, is just about wrapped up. One more push. I think the swale around the shed will be wrapped up. We got that shaped up. And uh, I'm unfortunately going to have to buy a little dirt to finish off grading what I have. But that's good. It's good. It looks good. I'm happy with it. We'll get it seeded here soon, just in time for the weather to cool off, get some seed down, water it, and uh, hopefully be ready for fall and looking good in the spring. This is kind of the kind of the idea right now. So, what else is going on? A couple of little thoughts I had before I sink into the riveting headlines of the day. Not really. Uh, maybe it's me. I don't know. Did the news suddenly shift? We'll talk about it in a second. But before I get to all that, uh, I was watching – not watching. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching. I was watching an article. I know it makes no sense. I was watching this little video talking about viral videos. And uh, one of them was a video that I saw or remember seeing. I couldn't remember the video itself. I just remember seeing it or a clip of it. This is like an early viral video back when, you know, being viral actually meant something. <laughs> Not like today where it's just like, uh, well, I think it's all fake. Uh, I got some more information I get on a second. But anyway, this, this video, uh, the woman, she walks through New York City. She records it. I guess it's a hidden camera, like somebody walking in front of her with the camera pointed backwards or something. You know what I'm talking about? Has anybody seen this? It's really very eye-opening. Now, I think that she's walking through the ghetto, and this is a bit of an issue, uh, you know, depending on where you walk. But the the point kind of remains the same, and that is that, you know, it was basically like a verbal abuse that she went through. Now, you know, I'll say that when I was younger, uh, testosterone-laden male, that I, I probably would have looked at that a little bit differently, but it would have been uncomfortable to me all the same. I never really liked that. They're catcalling her, and, you know, it, it just, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, watching some other guy get all juicy over a woman is just not something that I've ever really been too thrilled about, to be honest with you. I, you know, I really prefer these things just be kept in private. Whatever you want to do. I mean, you know, romance, you know, love, it's great. It really is. Uh, but it really should be kept private, not done on the sidewalk. In my opinion, everybody's into different things. Uh, but this was really used to emphasize, you know, how bad women have it. Now, this has really gone a lot further because, you know, in, in, in white-collar circles, if you will, you know, that wouldn't have happened like that, but it would have been more subtle. And then the other problem that the, they talk about today is the staring. And you know the kind of guys that I'm talking about, like can't take their eyes off of women. And uh, 
I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's two sides to it. You know, uh, I was having a conversation the other day about yoga pants, you know, and it's like, I don't get it. You know, all these women are running around in, in yoga pants. And then if guys look, they're like, hmm, pervert. <laughs> like, well, you're the one running around in your underwear, not me. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Anyway, it was an interesting video. As the father of a daughter, I just thought, God help me. I don't know what to say. Another uh, thought I had, who was I talking to about this? I can't remember. Oh, it was a buddy of mine. Uh, his son is in college. He was talking about how he matured in college and how he developed. And one of them was a little bit more drinking, but not too carried away with it. And, I, and what did he say? He said he kind of learned to drink at college. And I thought, I've often thought this to myself why don't we teach people or children, I guess, how to drink re- responsibly? And the reason is most adults don't know how to do it. And, I, you know, I talk about this a lot of times, and I don't remember my mother ever speaking it, but we were expected. Or it was known that we were expected to be able to carry ourselves appropriately. And my mother was a drinker. My father was not. Uh, But you were expected to be able to carry yourself appropriately, whatever condition or state of mind you were in. That was your problem. You were expected to be, you know, show manners and respect and all these things that we normally show. People forget this. I mean, you got young people sober today. Old people, too. It's not just young people. It's like people don't know how to treat each other anymore. I could go on and on about that. But let's st- stick to the topic of drinking a second. And, you know, I love it because everything, oh, yeah, I don't really touch the stuff. Everybody I know, I don't really touch the stuff. And once in a while. Hey, I knocked down a couple beers here and there. So the people that drink a little, they like, oh, no, I don't drink at all. And then the people that drink a lot, they're like, yeah, well, a couple beers. <laughs> That's how beer drinkers talk. I'm a whiskey guy. We're a little more sophisticated. <laughs> a couple of beers. Um, I don't know why I say that. Enjoy your beer. I don't have a problem with it. Here's what I would say. Don't drink too frequently and don't drink too fast. What do I mean by that? Don't drink every day. It's not good for you. It's not good for you to drink every day. It takes a toll on you. got to give your body a break. You know, what's a good good rule to follow? You know, drinking on the weekends only? I would definitely say keeping it on the weekends. But if you're drinking every weekend, it's a lot, my friend. It really is. If you were going to drink once a week, you know, I'm, listen, I'm not the, the, the American Medical Association here. I'm just trying to give you some practical advice, right? I think if you're going to drink once a week or so, you know, you know, on the weekends, you know, if you're going to drink one heavy, one not, some of you are, that's way too much. I don't know. Whatever you're into. I'm just telling you, every night is not good. Don't be drinking every night. Don't drink too frequently. It's a, just a basic rule. And don't drink too fast. Everybody's, oh, we drank too much. No. I mean, I've seen people uh, ingest Herculean amounts of liquor, but... It's there's a time factor involved, right? So you know, and and there's other uh, factors involved as well. Eating to some degree, right? You, you drop two beers on an empty stomach, and blah, blah, blah. 
little little mess. Probably shouldn't be driving, maybe, right, if you're a small person. Two beers after a meal or with a meal over an hour and a half, it's not really a big deal. You see what I'm saying? All different. You know, you shotgun two beers after work on an empty stomach, and you're going to be primed up a little bit, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Sure you will, even for a big guy. So don't drink too fast. That's all I'm telling you. Start off slow, nice and slow. If you're drinking whiskey or mixed drinks, use a smaller cup. I'm not kidding. They keep you focused, you know. I see people walking around parties. They've got these two-and-a-half-gallon cups. <laughs> and and they wonder why they, they're getting drunk. I don't, you just drank three of those. <laughs> I know the feeling. It's all for having a good time. So you got to balance that with not too frequently. All right? You know, people say, well, just don't get drunk. That's the ticket. Well, what the heck is the purpose of drinking if you're never going to get drunk? What is drunk? There's different levels of drunk. I've gone way too deep into this subject. I'm just telling you, if you're going to drink, drink responsibly, which means don't drink too frequently and don't drink too fast. Mind your manners, basic drinking etiquette. So I just wanted to, to share that for your personal interest file box there, in case you needed to know. Actually, I seriously doubt anybody listening to this podcast needed to hear that. But you might know somebody that does, and it might be helpful. Hey, you don't need to drink every day. That's what I would say. You don't need to drink every day, right? If you say to somebody, you shouldn't be drinking every day because Chris said so, that's, who the heck is Chris? Why are you bringing that name in this house for? It's just, it's accusatory. It's inflammatory. It's not going to work. You say, you know, you don't, you don't need that every day like that. You can unwind a couple days a week and be just fine. And your health will be better for you. You'll feel better. you enjoy the booze more. How about that? It's a win-win. You can feed your fascination even better by giving yourself a little break. And, and you'll be better off for it. Your family will be better off for it. Your wallet will be better off across the board. I don't know. I don't believe in preaching to people. It's not why I brought it up. It's just kind of a reminder to you. Maybe your kids need to hear it. I don't think learning to drink at college is the, is the way to do it. I've talked to my son about drinking. Maybe I need to again. He's in the Air Force. He's probably down there getting drunk. Right? He's probably throwing beers down. He's waiting for his school to start. I'm up here talking about not drinking too frequently, not every night. He's probably down there. Nah, he doesn't do that. He's a, he's a hard charger. He's rocking and rolling. What else is going on? Trump is in the news. For, for a guy who hasn't announced his candidacy, it's really amazing. Uh... How much they talk about him. Trump, Trump, Trump. I can't take it anymore, to tell you the truth. I think I think they just like have nothing else to run. They're like, nah, pull out a Trump thing. I think they've run it so so dead. People just don't even want to hear it. I don't know, you know, how he musters together a campaign in this environment. They're just like pounce, pounce, pounce. Nothing good to say about the guy. It's dead. It, they pounded it to death. Uh, he could probably do more damage behind the scenes uh, than running as president. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, he's not going to listen to me. What difference does it make? So, I don't know. I just think the whole Trump story, the, the Mar-a-Lago story, I think is dead. Nobody, nobody cares. It's like, like you got the people. They're like, oh, this is a real crime. These these top series, they're going to do a, a threat assessment. Wait, wait, listen. 
I don't need a threat. If he had the nuclear codes and he had the, what is this threat assessment? They're going to come out with some vague, ambiguous, uh, about about as clear as mud, right? Uh, let's talk to our expert panel from uh, Victoria, Virginia, the former ex-CIA operative and, and uh, I don't know, whatever, you know, bootlicker to four different presidents. Juan, what do you say about the stolen documents? Oh, the president's in big trouble on this one. So it just goes round and round and round. My point is, what are these documents that we're talking about? Oh, secret. Secret. Don't even utter it. What are we talking about? Like like the, the, the door code to the presidential limo, the code to the nuclear silo? They don't tell you. Bad. Oof. This is bad. Why should it come out? It's like... um. You know the, the the blueprints for the for like the the, the the Washington Monument or something like that. Oh, what was he doing with this? Huh? Imagine this in the hands of terrorists. They're like plans that were drawn in the 1850. Exactly. <laughs> they should be they should be in the National Archives. Nobody cares. What are the di- What are we talking about? What did he do exactly? He left office. They carted up the boxes. There's, they're like, there is 750 classified documents in those 13 boxes. I'm like, all right, so a box holds 5,000 sheets of paper. That means they should have taken one box and had plenty of leftover room in it. Instead, they took 13 boxes. We're going to appoint a special master over this information that was taken. This whole thing's just going to go away. Who knows? I don't know. I don't. They're like, oh, indictment's coming. On Drudge Report, which has become a, such a sham, you know, for years the Drudge Report drove the conservative agenda. It really did. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, Dan Bongino. What do you think the Bongino report is? Dan Bongino got fed up. He said, "We're going to switch this." I don't know the Drudge Report, but they had a, a photograph of uh, of of Donald Trump, President Trump in an orange jumpsuit, right? It's a fake. That's fine. So the Drudge Report is basically turned into, uh, you know, one of these uh, magazines you buy at the food store. What are they? those things called? Like the Star or whatever they are. Wasn't Trump like friends with one of those publishers, ironically? So this is what it's become. Trump going to jail. How many times have we heard this? Oh, this is the big one. Well, it's not. This is the funny thing about this. Here's the guardian of all the legal threats Trump is facing. Is this the one that could take him down? They're talking about um, this Georgia election fraud. They're dragging Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani's broke because they sued him in every state. They went after everything they owned. They, his ex-wives, they dug up every old bone they could on Rudy Giuliani. I don't know. He kind of fell apart. He got in too deep. He's he's falling apart. He's completely falling apart. Pays $40,000 a month in alimony. I don't know. I'm going to be selling property soon the way it sounds. What are you going to do? I don't know. The Trump story is dead. The Ukraine war is dead. They're like shelling close to the nuclear uh, site, Iraq, or whatever it is, power plant. That's been going on for a month now. Any day could mean a leakage. People give an iodine tablet. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. They're like, uh, 
Yeah, all right. Everything's good at the power plant when you go back to bed. And people are opening up after COVID, and I, I, I don't know. People are just looking around like, this is messed up. What a mess. The bottom line is people don't care. People do not care. Uh, I, you know, I talk to different candidates. Like, you know, how do I get people's attention? What are the issues people care about? I don't know. They're worried about how to get their next meal. Why wings are so expensive? That's my main concern right now. I mean, how much more can you care about? You're like, after Mark Zuckerberg came out and said that the FBI told him to to, to squash the the Hunter Biden laptop story. Right? The FBI is supposed to be investigating it. They don't do that. They won't allow it to be public. They create this sham story, and nothing happens. What does that tell you? I found the same thing when I reported the money missing locally here. I've told this story, and it freaked me out for a little while. Now I just know. Right? If you know my story, I worked with these people. I knew these people. Uh, The media ignored me just automatically. I was like, whoa, what just happened? What just happened? People didn't believe me. People still don't believe me. Uh, They have a new manager here. He's just like, oh, I heard the rumors. Like, you're the new manager. You wouldn't investigate this on your own as a matter of fiduciary responsibility. They continue to break the law. I don't know. Nothing gets done about it. It's all become so polluted. What's that city in the bio? Was it was it in the bio in the Bible? Was it uh, Corinth? Not uh, Corinthian. What was that? That city it was just evil. I think I'm confusing different stories. I can't think of it right now. But man, you just like it's become so poisoned here. I see it in the way people act. This abortion thing. You know, when I've gotten into it, you know, it's it's not about the right to abortion. It's been legal to have an abortion here in Pennsylvania a long time. So what changed? They started forcing taxpayers and ratepayers to pay for it. How's that not against our religious values? That you're going to be forced to participate in it, whether you like it or not, whether it's yours or not. And this is the way everything's going. It's just we all going to pay for everything whether it's college degrees or abortions or vaccines that we don't want, right? You want the vaccine. You bought it. You paid for it. You know, they're talking about, oh, they should have to pay people that were injured by the jab. Sure. Sure. More taxpayer dollars now. Where's the money coming from? People can't afford to live. The middle class already getting whacked. And I don't see a light at the end of it. There will be ups and downs to the economy. You know, I think the stock market's bouncing around a little bit. The rest of the world is in such trouble that the, you know, the cream naturally rises to the top, even if it's sour, right? Is that true, by the way? I think sour cream does sink, doesn't it? But stay with me for the bit, would you? I should have just rode that out. Most people wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it does. Sour cream, it still rises to the top. Doesn't mean that it's good cream, though, right? I don't know. The, the people acting, the debt problem, the corruption problem, the elections being so polluted, uh, the debt, the the, the board, the debt. Any pick any one of these: the debt, the border, the corruption, and how does a country survive it? 
Ukraine couldn't. Look what it did. It threw them into war. That's what's going to happen to us. That's what the corruption leads to. You know, the corrupt people, they just continue to start trouble. It's, it's going to be a, a, quite an undoing. I don't really know what to say for, the, for our future. Hopefully, somehow, you know, the peace just manages to carry through. At least until I can retire, for God's sake. I don't know. I'm getting older. Well, that's another whole thing. It's like I don't, I'm not really in the mood for this nonsense. I just want to kind of enjoy my life and, and move on. We'll see. Time will tell. Housing's in a recession. Fed's raising rates. But there's no inflation, Joe Biden says, because the Treasury's still collecting plenty of money. And they're going to continue to collect plenty of money, even when you can't keep the lights on. Let me get mention a couple of these stupid stories. I really, yeah, am I, do I sound a little sour? Well, let me go into the first one from the AP here. School districts move to ease teacher stress and burnout. And here they have them in like a yoga class or something. Concord, New Hampshire, uh, with Prince's Raspberry Beret blaring in the background. Oh, my God, this is stressing me out. Raspberry Beret. Does that relax you? I mean, with me singing it, I'm sure it does. About 20 New Hampshire educators grabbed wooden sticks and began pounding their tables to the beat. Emily was leading a two-day workshop on burnout. Encourage the group. Listen, here's the bottom line. The teachers are burnt out because they're sick of your filthy, disgusting animal kids. Not yours, of course, because yours are perfect. It's everybody else's kids. I don't know. You know, I think that, I, I kid you not, I'm not saying this as a joke at all, but I really believe that the, the mental illness is just everywhere politics, government, business. You think you're having a conversation with somebody and it's probably not what you think. And then some of them are parents. How do the kids have a chance? Everybody's so fired up, riled up. I can see it with the poor teachers. I really don't know how they stand a chance. And everybody wants them fired. You know, God forbid the teacher does or says something wrong. Fire them immediately. Some cases, I guess it's warranted. This is hilarious to me. Only a veteran would think this is funny. This is I finally found something funny. Air France suspends pilots after mid-air disagreement. Mid-air disagreement. They got into. They went to fisticuffs. Can you imagine? You're riding on the plane. You look through the door. I mean, they don't do this anymore since September 11th. Remember the days they had the door open? And imagine you hear fighting. You hear yelling, and suddenly. <laughs> One of them gets up, right? This is toxic masculinity. Probably white privilege. It was Air France. It's hard to say. But let's think probably white acting like this. That toxic males, masculine, probably man-spreading and bump knees. And one of them got upset. Hey, hey, you don't put your knee on my side. Hey. And next thing you know, imagine you're on the plane. And next thing you know, I'll tell you. What did you, you got something to say to me? Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and the plane goes into a bit of a ride. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get back. And they get, regain control <laughs> as you're halfway over the Atlantic Ocean. Nah, I can't imagine why I'm not too interested in flying here coming up in a few weeks. Ah, Going down to see my son. I can't wait to see him. Really looking forward to it. 
He's going to show me around San Antonio, meet his new girlfriend. Don't get me started. I'll start getting emotional. I might shed a tear. I'm going to go see my son. (laughs) I'm going to go down there and slap him silly. He's living better than I am. You wonder why your taxes are so high. I'm going to show you some photos. Let me show you how the Air Force does it. I saved this for my daughter. I don't know how it ended up in the show notes. I kid you not. SeaWorld, my daughter thinks she's like the animal whisperer. She's afraid of nothing. She goes up and she kisses the horses on the nose. Um, she picks up everything, anything, except for bees. She doesn't like them. Uh, SeaWorld trainer screamed, somebody help me, as she was dragged down by two massive 6,000-pound orcas that bro- grabbed her by the arm, broke it, and drug her underwater. Uh, one of the trainers let out a third orca, which, believe it or not, worked great because the other one was dominant, and the other two let go as a result. And they freed her, but she got hurt. And apparently this is a real problem. And everybody thinks, oh, look at the furry orcas. And they want to pet them and stuff like that. And uh, can we take them home, Mommy? Yeah, well, they're going to eat you, in case you were wondering. In case you were thinking about taking an orca home, I don't recommend it. What is, some of the stuff I put in here, what counts as exercise? Ten daily activities you're already doing? Let me help you out with this. Do more. Oh, you got to check this out. Uh, Euro coin set proof. I thought it was a conspiracy. This is a Vatican coin. You can check it out for yourself. And it has a um, what appears to be a religious person from the church administering a uh, shot. And it's to commemorate the vaccine as a, a priest or the pope or somebody uh, looks on to this. Um depicts a coat of arms, the inscription Vatican City, two versions, 50 euro. Um, the Holy Father has repeatedly stressed the importance of vaccination, recalling that health care is a moral obligation and it is important to continue efforts to immunize even the poorest peoples. Wow. So the Pope's brainwashed, basically, and just in case you weren't convinced of that. Um, as far as daily exercise, uh, yeah, do more. Do some work. You'll feel better. This is a great article here. This is from the uh, Saturday Evening Post, which I subscribe to. I do recommend it if you'd like something on the higher quality side. And they say how the Espionage Act went too far. The Espionage Act was created in reaction to the threats, real or perceived, of America's enemies during World War I. In many cases, though, the law targeted innocent people. I have said it over and over and over again that these these national security laws, they put different names on them, but they're uh, nasty, ugly political weapons. The U.S. has had a law against spying. The U.S. had a law against spying years before the Espionage Act was passed in 1917. In 1911, Congress passed the Defense Secrets Act after learning that spies in Europe escaped punishment because there were no laws against stealing secret documents. In the 1911 Act stated that anybody who shared a secured facility entered a secured facility 
and removed information connected with national defense shall be fined not more than $1,000 or imprisoned not more than a year or both. Uh, but that wasn't considered wrong, long enough, uh, uh, strong enough uh, going into World War I. And it was President Woodrow Wilson that wanted harsher penalties. Uh, his Espionage Act of 1917 included the death penalty, made it a crime to obtain information, record such information, or communicate it uh, or convey it to an unsecured location or assist in any of those activities. It also outlawed delivering or attempting to deliver any information related to national defense to any foreign government. The act was amended to include what was called the Sedition Act. It criminalized the use of disloyal, profane, scurrilous, or abusive language concerning the government, flag, or armed forces or leading others to regard these things with contempt. It also empowered the Postmaster General to deny mail service to seditious publications. The act's challenge to free speech was soon tested in court. Uh, Charles Schneck was arrested for mailing 15,000 anti-war leaflets to men who had recently recently, um, uh, been... been, uh, um, what do you call that, um, when you're drafted, jeez. The leaflets urged the draftees to oppose their uh, conscriptions and petition the government to repeal the draft laws. The guy who was urging these people to fight the draft was convicted for 10 years in prison. Case was appealed to the Supreme Court, and they upheld the verdict. Uh, Justice Oliver Holmes wrote that free speech could be curtailed when the nation was facing a clear and present danger. Presidential candidate Eugene Debs spoke out against the war and was also convicted. He was sent to prison for 10 years. In 1919, a year after the war, socialist Victor Berger was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for printing anti-war opinions. You got nothing out of the war except the flu and prohibition. Amazing when you think about this. Meanwhile, Postmaster General Albert Borlson was exercising his power to restrict publications he deemed insufficiently patriotic. This was going on around the early 1900s. What you're seeing is a pulling back on the, on the free liberal state that we've had. The liberals of today, it's actually anti-liberal. Defeatist news being turned out by a German agent, which was uh, indicated at the time by men with short haircuts and traditional German pipes. Crazy. Uh, there's a lot more to this whole story. Um, one of the league's biggest... Targets was the International Workers of the World, whose aggressive activism on behalf of organized labor earned it many enemies. Empowered by the Espionage Act and Justice Department, along with other law enforcement agencies, raided the International Workers of the World offices and homes in 33 cities in 1917. They seized tons of papers, which were sent 
to Chicago and searched for evidence of collusion uh, between the international workers and the German government. No evidence was found, but 166 senior officers were indicted in federal court. Crazy. Uh, It goes on and on. And the abuse of these laws going to happen again. We might see it here very soon. It might be done with Donald Trump. Anyway, it's a great article. Uh, you might consider supporting the, the Saturday Evening Post. I think it's a great publication. You know, just a hair better than like BuzzFeed or something like that, at least in my opinion. Hunter Biden charges Wade as probe reaches, quote, critical stage. This is from the New York Post. What kind of thirst? Here's another one, right? They, they talk about the, the papers at Mar-a-Lago, but they're just, oh, top secret paper. What, what are we talking about, top secret? Right? It was a top secret, you know, uh, when Obama was having breakfast, or are we talking top secret, you know, uh, plans to the newest tank or something like that? Uh, some of these photos here that the New York Post has put out of Hunter Biden is just absolutely horrid. Um, why you would even save this stuff, I have no idea. Uh, but sooner or later, this is going to break. You know, what, no wonder the, the Democrats are fighting so hard to stay in office. Uh, they can't afford to lose. It's going to be so embarrassing, this truth that gets up in it. Will the media even report it? Not likely. It's all dying. It's all just crumbling. American media is dead I was talking to somebody running for office yesterday. And they said to me, do you watch Tucker Carlson? I said, no. They said, I don't either. This is somebody actively campaigning for a major office. Nobody, I don't know anybody. I can't remember last night. Hey, did you you watch Tucker last night? And that's one of the popular ones. Like, he's actually one that's holding on. Nobody's interested in it. Here, how about this? The Ford Foundation has spent over $100 million in support of mass migration. So why isn't that investigated under the Sedition Act instead of down there playing tiddlywinks with Trump down at Mar-a-Lago? Where would you want your tax dollars invested? What's more important to you in terms of national security? The hundreds of thousands of people just pouring across our border? Or Trump with the 13 boxes of papers in the basement of Mar-a-Lago. How many times we got to hear it? The Ford Foundation, the Catholic Church, all like teaming up, bent on destroying this country. Why? Forcing people here, forcing this calamity on us. It'll never be cleaned up. It'll never be over. This country permanently scarred from this illegal immigration. Especially the immigration that's going on now. They need them for the work. White people didn't have kids. And they need people to work to support these retirements a little longer. Keep this uh, house of cards alive a little longer. Prop up the the, uh, pyramid scheme a little longer. We'll see. Biden, DNC event. I can't do it. Nearly 50 more migrants pour into New York City from Texas. 14 hotels now used for housing. 14 New York City hotels. Right, New York City's busting, busting at the seams from a couple of busloads, really? And we cheer it on like it's good, I guess. It's good that, you know, 
take a shot back, but, you know, we've got family in New York City. What is this doing for them? What is this doing for the country? That this is what we do now. So divided. We'd just rather destroy ourselves than, than deal with the problem. Wholly inadequate federal agencies have no system to check whether remote employees are actually working. There's a shocker. Two more states follow California's ban on new gas car sales. Okay. I don't understand, you know, the, the, the new partnership. Government is supposed to protect us from monopolies, and they're creating them instead. Uh, national security not cited as a DOG reason for the redactions of the Trump thing. It's so funny. I, I watch some of the media. They're like, and uh, this release of this affidavit is really compelling, Bill. What would you have to say if you were on the receiving end of like, oh, 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 let me tell you what this. How do you know what it means? It's all redacted. Let me read you the, the affidavit. It's like, the will now end papers. They, <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I don't know. How can you make any sense of it? They're, they're so sure one way or the other. Weaponizing bureaucracy. Here's the article. I think I mentioned this yesterday. You got to check this out. Who will protect us from the government's standing army? More armed agents at this point between the federal agencies than the United States Marine Corps. And they want to tell you that you want to give up your guns. Oh, you don't think that they're gearing up to try it? And you say, wow, they could never do it. There's too many guns. Let me tell you how they do it. They start picking off one at a time. This is how they did it in, in the Soviet Union, right? You go for the low-hanging fruit, right? Not to make – you don't want it to be too obvious. Listen, we're going to start rounding up the guns. Here's what we're going to do, right? People that have had a felony aren't supposed to have a gun, so we're going to go after them. Back child support, throw them on the list. That's a win-win, right? Yeah, we got them for – child. oh, while we were there, we found guns too. Yeah, Billy hadn't paid his child support, dirty, deadbeat dad. Oh, and we found the guns. And this is what they'll do. This is what they did under Stalin. And then once they get done that round, they'll go a little deeper. Oh, oh, Johnny was at the January 6th. We just found out 10 years later or whatever. You know, Billy, he was involved in some corruption, it turns out, when he was on the school board. And we went to talk to him and we found the guns. I don't know. It should be very concerning, the expansion of the federal government, the Decronian policies, the ignoring of the Constitution. They want you to give up your guns. And meanwhile, they're arming to the gills. Nothing to worry about at all. LIDAR-guided knife-throwing machine. Human ingenuity always wins. you got to check that out. Uh, Jared Kushner and John Kelly subverted... Trump's agenda. I don't have time, thank God. Probable cause of Mar-a-Lago. Who cares? Austin orders sweeping changes aimed at protecting civilians during combat operations. The Pentagon, with all the threats of the world, put out a 30-page... They they went to Afghanistan to study how that drone hit those civilians, right? There was like eight civilians killed. They wrote a 30-page paper. They stopped everything to make it a priority. Do you think they'd give a hoot about the 13 Marines that died and, and sailor? One Army, one sailor. The rest of Marines, not a care. I'll be back tomorrow. See you there.